Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Thanks so much for being here today. Whether you're in the room or worshiping online with us, are you ready to worship the Lord today? Well, let's stand together this morning and we celebrate and we worship the God that we call Jehovah. And there are so many covenant names of Jehovah that mean that He is our healer, He is our strength, He's our refuge, He's more than enough, He's our provider. God is everything that we need. We worship Him today. He shames every idol. He reigns without rival. He goes by the name of Jehovah. Jehovah. He speaks into nothing. 
Come on, here's some of those covenant names of God. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Jireh meets your needs. Jehovah Rapha heals your body. Jehovah Shalom be your peace. Yeah. Jehovah Nisi fights your battles. Jehovah Chira meets your need. Jehovah Rapha heal your body. Jehovah Shalom be your peace. Jehovah Nisi fight your battle. Jehovah Chira meets your need. Jehovah Rapha heal your body. Jehovah, the Lord Most High, the Lord our righteousness, the Lord our banner, the Lord our healer, the one who is more than enough, the one who saves us and heals us and sets us free. So God, today we welcome you into this place. Your Holy Spirit, we welcome you to move among us, to make your presence known and to make us different in the moments that we have together today. Lord, all the things that we will do together today, we'll lift our voices in song, we'll gather around the communion table, we'll hear your word, we'll fellowship together. All those things serve to bring strength to us. And your spirit is at the front of that. So God, we pray that you would move in this place today, while we are here, in your presence, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Well, again, we want to welcome you. Welcome to CTC. Thanks so much for being here today. Uh, if you're new, if it's your first time or maybe first or second or third time, we want to extend a special welcome to you. And again, that's if you're in the house or if you're worshiping with us online. There are a couple of ways that you can communicate with us. First of all, if you're online, 
Uh, there's a Connect card that's available to you if you go in the upper right-hand corner of the screen and click on I'm New. That will actually take you to that Connect card, and you can give us just some basic information so that we can thank you for your visit and, and uh, let, me, let you know how much we appreciate the fact that you're here and get you some information about our church. If you're new and you're here in the room, that same Connect card will serve to do uh, that same thing. You can let us know that you're here, who's worshiping with you, and the fact that you're new. If you're new and you're in the room, when you leave the room today after the service on the left side of the mall is our Connect Central. We encourage you to stop by Connect Central. We have a gift for you. Uh, You can meet some folks from the church. You can find out information about our ministries and the things that we have going on around here. Ask any questions that you might have, and uh, we would be so glad to talk to you. Um, Also, you can, on those Connect cards, you can communicate prayer uh, requests, uh, praise reports, and uh, as we say each week, that, uh, that we have groups that meet on, uh, throughout the week and pray over those needs. And uh, again, as we always say, if those needs are confidential, uh, please let us know that and uh, we will make that so. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, you can also, oh, here's, wow, I'm struggling a little bit now. Man, things are going so great and then all of a sudden the wheels start to come off. Uh, But anyway, let's take a couple of minutes now and uh, check out, catch up on some of the events that are going on around our campuses. Hey, everyone. My name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we wanted to take a few minutes and get you caught up. Scout Troop 902, that is a part of the ministry of CTC, is hosting a pancake breakfast to show their appreciation for the use of our facility. On Sunday, February 11th, from 8.30 until noon at the Bear Campus, the Scout Troop will be serving pancakes and other breakfast items. This is a great opportunity to have fellowship and some interaction with our scouts and their leaders. Ash Wednesday begins a season of repentance and cleansing our hearts as we look forward to Easter. The Bear Campus will host an Ash Wednesday service on February 14th at 6 p.m. The Ellesmere Campus will host their Ash Wednesday service at 7 p.m. that same evening. Come and join us at one of these services as we humble ourselves before God and seek His face in worship and repentance. Our CTC Women's Ministry invites all women to celebrate Valentine's Day with them at their Galentine's Day lunch event on Sunday, February 18th at 1.30 at La Casa Pasta. It will be a great opportunity to fellowship with other women and enjoy great food. It is important that you RSVP to this event so that they can have an accurate headcount. To sign up, you can contact Debbie Corman at dwade118 at yahoo.com or 443-466-7137. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all of our ministries by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Have a great week.
morning. Welcome, everybody. Wonderful to see you, and thank you for coming online. If you're joining us there, we're glad that we're, you're here with us to worship God this morning. Who doesn't like pancakes? <laughs> Next, you don't like pancakes. All right, well, that's okay. You like, who, who likes pancakes? Woo, yay, pancakes. So next week when you come in here into the mall area, it's going to be packed with tables. The scouts will be here. They'll be cooking pancakes for you. Bring a friend. There's no cost to it. It's just a, it's just a thing we do in February to say, to say thanks uh, and to, to honor our scouts and for them to say thanks to us for the ministry that we have together. So when you come in next week, Bring a friend and enjoy some pancakes and come in and worship, or you can worship and then enjoy pancakes, but they're closing down at 12 o'clock, so, so the, the pancakes, if you want, uh, if you go to the second service, get your pancakes first, and uh, it'll be a good time. And uh, why do we do these kinds of things? Why do we have a Galentine's Day? I, I saw that written down, and I thought, that's a typographical error, and we've got to change that because we don't want any typos. And then somebody says, it's not a typo, Pastor Roger. You're just, you're just out of it. It's a, gal- it's a gathering of gals uh, around Valentine's Day. And I went, oh, I get it. I get it. Anyway, so we do these things because here at Christ the Cornerstone, we want people to experience God's love. We want people to, to be changed by the presence of God in their lives. We believe that God does that. And uh, so we plan these things so that we can uh, show our love to God, but also our love for others. These are opportunities for us as people in, at Christ the Cornerstone, part of the body of Christ, to serve uh, one another, to help one another, to show God's kindness to one another, to, to serve and to serve God because He gives all of us abilities that we can do, and to engage one another uh, in praying for each other, uh, in growing together, in learning together. Why? So that we all can experience God's love in our lives. And then finally, to engage the world, to go out from here. Jesus sends us out uh, to engage the world with his love and with his peace. So a pancake breakfast, a Galentine's uh, uh, lunch gives us an opportunity to help others outside our church experience the life-changing love of Jesus. That is why we're here. And uh, we come together uh, on the weekends in order to worship God and to, and to fellowship with each other. And so that's why we gathered here today. It's a great church to be, to be part of, and, and God is doing great work in us. Yesterday, we had a significant uh, moment in the, in the life of our church when we, uh, we had a, a special vote. And I know that everybody doesn't care about this, about these things. And the most important thing that we do is what I just described. But we are part of a larger organization, and yesterday we made the decision to, uh, to unite with the Global Methodist Church, uh, which is a worldwide organization following the tradition of the, what, what, what is historically the Wesleyan tradition from John Wesley goes back to the 1700s. But it helps us stay connected, and, it, and it's part of what, what we were uh, in, in the United Methodist Church, and it's a heritage that, that is important and that has a deep and a rich theological understanding. And so I praise God that we were able to make that decision uh, yesterday, and I thank those who, who voted for it and uh, everybody that came out. Uh, it, was, it passed by 77% of, of those who voted, and so we just thank God that that part is, is over and we continue to go forward uh, in ministry to all people 
uh, with the life-changing love of Jesus. So we come back together. We unite ourselves uh, in, in, in Christ as we continue to serve him in our community. So um, we do that, as I said, loving, serving, and engaging. Let's take time now to re- remind ourselves of these verses. What, we read these verses every week uh, to remind us of our stewardship. Uh, we have opportunity to give, and we're in this, today's the last day of this stewardship series, uh, just three weeks on, on focusing on how God asking us to, to use our money. I'll be saying more about that uh, in, the, in the, uh, the message. But let's read this verse together out loud. Uh, just as a reminder of what the Bible teaches us how to use our resources that we have. Let's read this together. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This truly is the way to worship Him. So let's continue worshiping God. I invite you to stand if you're in the room. And uh, let's pray as, we, as the team comes and leads us in worship. Heavenly Father, we have gathered today to worship you. We say thank you, God. We honor you. We recognize you as the King of kings, as the Lord of lords, as the creator of all things, as the one who forgives us the one who redeems us and restores our lives. You give us hope when we think there is none. You provide for us, God, when we don't know how we're going to get by. You give us insight, God, and we thank you for all these things. So, God, as we worship you, come, Holy Spirit. Be present with us this morning in order that we can leave this place energized, renewed, equipped and ready to serve you with the love that you have given to all of us. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, men on the ground, no matter where I go, I don't need to worry now that I know. Everything I need, you got is honey in the rock.
trust you for everything that we need. You can provide everything that we need. And Lord, today, our hearts are turned toward you. Our worship is on you because of who you are. We quote this verse in here regularly, Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, right? Bless his holy name. It goes on to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not on all of his benefits. But if you look at that, Psalm 103, when it says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, period. And we could stop right there. And there are so many benefits, but because he is good, because he is God, because he's on the throne, because he wants to be with us today. He is a father who does not judge us. For where we've been or what we've done. Just like the father of the prodigal son. He said, I don't care what you've done. Just come home. The burdens that we carry by ourselves, they're not ours. He's promised to carry those for us. Oh, we thank you, God. I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. 
I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see it now, laying it down, and I know that I need you. I run to the Father, fall in the grave. I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I run to the Father again.
again and again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a place to come over and over again. Lord, your name is great and greatly to be praised. And that's what we do today. We bring praise and honor unto your name. Because you are great and there is no one else like you. You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Come on, say it. Sing all the earth. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. All the earth, oh, and, and all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. 
and all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out. Just give praise to God. If you want to say it out loud, go ahead and say it out loud. If you want to do it with your little hand clap, just just take a moment and give thanks to God this morning. Give thanks to God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are so good to us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy, for your kindness that you give to us. May you be praised in everything that we do. These next few moments, God, as we listen to your word and as we think, we worship you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to be in the presence of God, and I am so glad that you're here this morning. I want you to take that little card that's on the, that's on the table or on your chair Tiny little card that I that I've made and, and, and gave you. I got I had one in my pocket. I wonder if it left stayed. There it is. Always prepared. <laughs> on one side it says kindness. Pass it on. I'd like you to take that and let's read that verse that's at the bottom underneath that. Let's read that verse out loud together. Get your little card. It looks like this, Diane. You don't have one on your table? We have, we have messed up. I am so sorry. <laughs> Yay! Pass it on. That's the point of the card, right? Kindness. Pass it on. Let's read, let's read that verse that's at the bottom of that page. It says, May God, who gives hope, fill you with joy and peace in faith, so that you overflow with hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Where does hope come from? God. God God gives us hope. God is the source of hope. If you feel hopeless, if you don't know which direction to turn, you don't know what way to go. You're you're tired. You're tired of living this life. You're tired of work. You're tired of your kids. You're tired of something. Go to God and ask Him to give you and if you don't, if you say, well, there is no God, I don't know where your hope is going to come from. Because it's not going to be in anything else. Because everything else will fail us. God will not. This is a beautiful blessing, isn't it? May God, 
who is the source of hope, fill you with joy. That's what hope brings to us. Hope brings joy to us regardless of our circumstances and peace. We've been talking in this sermon series about contentment. One of the things of contentment is this peace. That's what contentment is. It doesn't mean that all of our striving has gone away. It doesn't mean that we don't have to work. It doesn't mean that we don't have to put effort into something like our relationships, like our marriages. It takes effort to have a good marriage. It takes effort to have a good relationship with your children. It takes effort to raise your children the way they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart, not from mom and dad, but from God who created us. It takes effort. But in that effort, God gives us peace. God gives us joy in our faith in Jesus Christ. He is the source of our hope. That's why we gather. And notice, you know, we live in a world today, and if you're in business, if you're in any organization, you're writing goals. You're, you're, you're determining what is the desired outcome. And even in the church, we're talking about that. In our, in our staff, and it's one of the things that I dislike the most. <laughs> God, just do in our lives what you want to do in our lives. But I always got somebody asking me, what are your goals? What are your objectives? What do you desire to get out of this conversation or whatever? So so a a goal has an end, right? We, We do that so that we can imagine what we want to be the outcome of this thing. And and so that we know we can measure it. What's the measure of the hope that God has for us? It's right here in the verse. The words, so that... Point to us what is the amount or the measurement of the hope that God wants for us. Let's read it again and let's see how much we are to have. May God, who gives hope, fill you with joy and peace in faith so that you overflow. You overflow. Are you overflowing with hope yet? Then you haven't gotten filled yet. (laughs) And to what extent should we as followers of Jesus expect to have hope? We should have hope enough that it is flowing out of us. Where's it going to go? Unto others. So, So if others can't see hope in you, you don't have enough hope yet. May God, He's the source of hope, fill you with joy and peace and faith so that you overflow with hope. By what power? How is it going to come unto you? By the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Beautiful singing we just did. As I was singing, as we start to sing, and I prayed it before we sung, Oh God, come and be present with us. And as we sing, as we lift up praises to God... God responds to each of us. God responds to us as a group, as a body. We can sense it. We can feel the presence of God. And it's not just an emotion. It's not just a chemical thing that happens in our bodies. That's the response 
to God in our lives. It's not the cause. It's the response. So keep this. I want you to take it with you. And on the back side of it, I want you to... I want you to let this be a reminder. Maybe you're going to a restaurant after church today. You know that Sundays after church, many restaurant servers say it's the worst time of the week when all the Christians come out of their churches and go to the restaurants and they don't get served what they expect to be served. And they're saying, give me this. Give me that. I expected this. I expected that. I went to a restaurant restaurant. <laughs> oh no. Here comes a story. <laughs> uh, one of the churches that I had pastored, I had moved from that church, but I was still in the same city. And I had some friends come to the church that I was currently pastoring. And, and, and it happened to be Stephen and Debbie Scholes, who were here uh, a year, well, this past year. In, in June, and then they came back in September. I had them come to my church uh, in New York, and I decided to take them out to lunch after church. We happened to go to this nice Greek restaurant in the city uh, that we enjoyed. And, and, you know, my worship service went longer than most normal church, churches in the area. And when we got to the restaurant, we had to wait for a table. And I could see at this table, it was, there were, I don't know, eight or ten women from church. And they were all from the church that I had pastored 15 years earlier. So I knew the women. And I'm not saying anything against women. I'm not saying anything against that church. But when we got there, we had to wait. We needed their table and we had to wait for them to leave. We met them as they were coming out of the restaurant and we met on the sidewalk and the passing and, a, and and when we got into the restaurant this waitress looked haggard and tired and she didn't want another church group she'd had a rough service before we got there and i kind of got that sense and she was nervous and she was she was she was uncomfortable with us and we sat down and we ordered our food and i could tell that she was just having a hard time and i tried to be nice and tried to calm down and she missed a couple things and and we gently said we we gently said okay could could we have this we need another silverware or could i have some more water and we were trying to be gentle and 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 one of us made the comment about her having uh, having a rough time. And she came back with a comment that implied quite clearly that her previous table was very difficult. And I knew who was sitting there. <laughs> and I said, I am so sorry. I know those ladies, and I know they can give a hard time. <laughs> I was their pastor. <laughs> I know they can do that. Christians, look. We need to show kindness in order to show God's love in this world. And so take this card. If you go to a restaurant today, leave it at the table. Or better yet, give it to your server and read this to your server. And read it as a prayer and say, I'm praying this for you. That you may be, that you, that make, that God will give you, will fill you with joy and peace 
and faith so that you overflow with hope with whatever you're doing. And show kindness to that person. Maybe you add ten bucks to the tip. Or maybe that's an insult. Maybe God's telling you to give more than that. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe God's just telling you to give a blessing. And that's all God, the kindness God's asking you to give. You don't have to give anything extra for it. But be kind to others. And then on the back side, hopefully, I'm hoping somebody will see this. It says, share a story of kindness. Scan the code below and tell me about a time someone recently showed you kindness. So maybe some of you, maybe you're online. Well, it's the, they can't get this online, can't get it close enough to the camera for you to scan that. And I didn't put it online. I should have done that. But I want to see if I get any stories of kindness from this. And I'll let you know when I get a story of kindness. But I want you to take that card and just show kindness. There are two cards or more cards, whatever. Take two cards, one, and then give one to somebody else. Anyway, we're talking about this this contentment. We're talking about kindness. Today's the final day in this. Two weeks ago, I presented you uh, with this brochure. It's a brochure that, that, that tells you... <laughs> If you're new to Christ the Cornerstone, I need you to just kind of sit back and relax and, and say, okay, this is a conversation that, that Father is having with the children. And I don't mean to demean anybody <laughs> by saying that. This is an in-house family conversation for just a minute. But in this, I have asked people to make a commitment to ask God, would you Tell me, God, how much you want me to give to the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone this year. And on the, on the, if you open this up on the panel on the far right-hand side, that's a tear-off. And today's the day that I'm asking you to let us know at Christ the Cornerstone what God is doing in your life and what is your decision. And people have already turned these in, but, but I'm asking you to tear that off, fill it out. And there are two questions to fill out. What first question is, I confidently commit to give, and you fill in the amount, certain amount of money each week or month or year uh, during 2024 to Christ the Cornerstone. And then there's a second question that I ask you to consider. Would you consider, say, hey, God, would you give me some extra money? Surprise me, God. And when I, when I get some money that I didn't count on getting, I'm going to share that also with Christ the Cornerstone. Maybe even a portion of it. So maybe on that second part, you, you say, well, we'll see what God gives and I'll give a portion of that. Maybe that's all. You know, some people have turned this in and they didn't fill anything out on, on the second, second line. That's okay. Praise God. I trust that you, you considered it. That's all I'm asking you to do. So uh, God, I, I put an extra $50 a month on that line in my, in my own form. That I'm putting out. So I'm asking you to fill that out and put your name down there. If you know, we've already got your name and address. But if you're new here, you want to do this. Or if you, we don't have the correct or you need to change something, do, uh, do that. But like I said, if you're new to us or if you're not a, uh, we call them ministry partners, you're not a committed ministry partner uh, to Christ the Cornerstone, my expectations of you are a little bit less, yay. But if you are a ministry partner, yeah, you've made a commitment to share together in the, in the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone. So as we come for communion today, I'm asking you to tear that off. You can bring that 
when you come to communion, we've got baskets in the back of the room at the tables there, or there are baskets along the hallway. So as you come to communion, you can either put them in the baskets, or when you leave today, you can put them in the baskets. It doesn't matter, but I'm not going to say anything more about this except just a reminder to to fill it out and uh, ask God. We've been talking about it for, this is the third week now. Now, let's get to some scripture. I want us to go back to a, a scripture this morning that we've been looking at for the last three weeks on this theme of contentment. And it comes from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 12, and I'm reading all the way through 19. And it, because I want us to remember that that Timothy has been teaching uh, Paul, the, the writer of this, has been teaching Timothy how to be a pastor, how to lead. And he's talking about money. Teach people how to rightly use the resources that God provides to them. And he's, he has said in a, in, a, in a verse just before the one that we're going to read this morning, Paul said this, It is the love of money that is the root of of all kinds of evil. So don't love money. And teach the people who are not to love money. And, and, and we talked about that word for, for money really is the same word for silver. And our, our chemical um, symbol for silver is AG. And that the AG, if you ever wondered where the AG comes from, it doesn't sound like silver at all. AG is, the, is two letters in the Greek word for silver. And so that's where it comes from. But he says, he says, the love of money. And so we need to learn, who do we love? If we're not loving money, who, who are we gonna, if we're not trusting money, who are we going to trust? So let's read. So Paul says, fight the good fight, in verse 12, for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have so declared so well before many witnesses. And I charge you before God, who gives life to all, and before Jesus Christ, who gave a good testimony before Pontius Pilate, that you obey this command without wavering. What command? The command to fight the good fight. No one can find fault with you from now on until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So Paul is expecting Jesus to come again, as we still are waiting for Christ to come again. We see it, we are in those times. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only Almighty God, the King of all kings and Lord of lords. He alone can never die. These phrases that, that Paul is giving here are phrases that the Greek religious people in the Greek and the Roman religion, these are phrases that they have used to describe their idols, their gods, the Greek and Roman gods. And what Paul is doing, he's taking those phrases and he's saying, those are not the true gods. Jesus Christ is the true God. So this is a statement of faith. This is an early piece. You know, we're going to, in a few minutes, we're going to say the Apostles' Creed together as before we take communion. It's a statement of what we believe, who God is, and what God is doing, and what God's done. This, what we're going to read next, is an early Christian statement of faith. And this is what Paul is saying. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only Almighty God, the King of kings, Lord of lords. He alone can never die not like Caesar. Caesar is going to die. And he lives in light so brilliant that no human can approach him. This word brilliant is the word epiphany. 
in Greek. That's a literal Greek word, epiphany. We think of epiphany as a bright idea. It doesn't mean that. Epiphany means bright, shining light. And that's the, 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 what, what, it, what describes Jesus. That so that no human can approach Him. No human eye has ever seen Him, nor ever will. All honor and power to Him forever. Amen. So He has just declared who Jesus is. Remember, I said earlier in the verse, He said, the love of money is at the root of all kind of evil. Don't love, don't fall in love with your things. Don't put your things over other people. Don't put your things over your, your decisions. Trust God. Follow God. And then Paul says, so, he says, don't fall in love with money. This is who God is. This is who Jesus is. Here's this, here's this statement of faith. And then Paul gets back to money. So clearly, Paul is intending that the way we use our money needs to be uh, filtered or, or needs to be influenced by who God is. Verse 17, he says, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust their money, which is so unreliable. Money comes and money goes. I just put about $3,400 of repairs in my van. Thank God that I had the money. And I don't want to take a, I don't want to buy another car. <laughs> I want to, the car that I've got is the cheapest car that I've got. So thank you Jesus that I have saved money so that when things happen I can pay for it. Praise God. But money comes and I had it in the bank and I hate taking it out of the savings account, but I needed it. That's why I was there. I don't have to put it on my credit card. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to pay interest on it. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But money comes and money goes. Now it's time for me to save again, stick it back in there. But I don't trust money. I trust God. Trust God. Money is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Okay, there are days when I complain about my car. <laughs> but I'm so glad I have a car. This word enjoyment is interesting because I think there's, there's, there's a double meaning here. One, he provides for us for our enjoyment. But also this, he provides for us so that we have resources to give to others. And in giving to others, we get enjoyment. I want to ask the children if you'd come and help me do something. I need six people to come and help because I want you to enjoy something. Can you come on, Robbie? I want everybody to have some York peppermint patties. So go out around to the tables and and here's your job. Everybody gets at least two. And if they want more, they can have more. All right. So uh, why don't you two work together? Why don't you go towards the back area? Let's see. I had six. We gotta, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get some candy for you, don't we? To pass around. Robbie, come here, please. 
This is, this is Aria. Can Aria help you pass out? Come with Robbie. All right, follow Robbie around. And why don't you guys go right to the back there and uh, give them in the, what we call the bleachers section some candy. So I've given you a card to remind you to show kindness. Now I'm giving you some candy. If you want to eat one now, eat one now. Keep the other one, not for yourself, but to give to somebody else. Or if you need some, if you, if you just can't take it and you've got to eat both of them, then go back to the bowl and get two more so that you can take two more to somebody else. Showing kindness. Look, this is, this is illustrating the, this, this point about God providing for us all we need for our enjoyment so that we, remember that verse, overflow with hope. And it's that overflowing with hope that gives us enjoyment to others, right? I mean, I know that some of us have shared things that we didn't want to share. And usually when we share, when we, when we share something and we're not happy about it, it's because somebody else is making us share it, Right? But when we see somebody in need, or, we, or, or the Holy Spirit moves within our own hearts and says, you know what, you've been saving this for a rainy day, but I'm telling you, this person needs it more than you do. And I'll, trust me, God says, you can let go of that thing because that person needs it. I'll provide for you in just the right time if you'll trust me. And there have been times in my life when I have not trusted God And you know what? He didn't provide. Why didn't God provide? Because I already had it. But if I had let go of it, God would have provided for me. But I didn't trust God on that. I want to live my life trusting God, not others. Candy's gone. Everybody got some? Anybody need some more? Anybody didn't get any? Hey, you know what? Come here. Uh, Charlotte? Yay, I got it right. Two of you, come on up here. Walk, walk backstage. Walk through the curtain back there and, and sir, give some to the praise team. All of you, go ahead. Go walk. Everybody back. Praise team, they're coming back to give you some. And don't forget Chris, who's already sitting at the keyboard and had to look to see if Daniel was in the drum set yet. See, I forgot him last night. Anyway. Anybody else? Raise your hand if you didn't get any. All right, let's quit. <laughs> There's that, that powerful verse. God will provide for us all we need for our enjoyment so that from what God provides to us, we are filled with hope, we are filled with joy, we are filled with peace. We are satisfied with what God has given to us. And it may not be the achievement of the, it may not be the million dollars in the bank, but God has said to my heart, that's enough for you. Hey, thanks. Over to the keyboard. Chris at the keyboard. Excellent. I don't know if we I don't know if we got enough for the other for the next service or not. What do you think? I had I bought I bought I had 525 York peppermint patties. Okay. You gave two to yourself. Make sure you each get some. Right. Take two. Now. Why did I give you everybody two? To eat one and to do what with the other? Give the other one away. Right. Because God provides for us so that we can be generous and share 
with others as well. Nah, not yet. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, yeah you go sit down, Robbie, and then we can do communion. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So we're here for communion this morning. As you come for communion this morning, I want you to remember a couple of things. Just remember the, the card, the commitment card that I've asked and provided to you. And, uh, but also this key idea of trusting God and nothing else. I don't know where you are in your life. Jesus Christ, we've sung about Jesus dying on the cross. We've talked about Jesus being the one who we can trust to forgive us our sins. He has life for us. We simply need to open ourselves to, to confess our need of God. Jesus said, blessed are you when you realize your need for God. Blessed are you in just realizing it. But take the next step and say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Teach me how to live. Show me how to live. Help me trust you. Give me the strength that I need to follow you. Do that miracle in in my life. Bring me together with others who can encourage me in that that's what the body of Christ is here to do, to help each other along this way. I want to invite those who uh, um, uh, have, have, let's see, we've got uh, Doug and Denise and Vaughn and Gwen and Darren and Kim and Lynn and Ellie to come on up. If you guys would come now and uh, we'll help serve communion. All right, Robbie's going to jump in. <laughs> here, Robbie, you stand here with me. You can, you can do it with me. Uh, what I want you to do, Robbie, is clean your hands. And then you can hand that to everybody else so that they can clean their hands as well. Uh, I want us to stand together, if you, if you would, with me. And let's say together this, this affirmation of faith. And then we'll have a moment of prayer. We'll say the Lord's Prayer and then we'll continue. Let's remind ourselves and proclaim. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, so I don't, you're not forced to say this, but I do. if you choose to say this, let's say it meaningfully. I do believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let's take a moment. Here's the opportunity for you just to talk to God. Say, Lord, I need you in my life. Lord, I give you this problem I've had. Jesus, I have been trusting in this resource. I've been trusting in my intellect. I've been trusting in my money. I've been trusting in my job. I've been trusting in this. But God, I know those things will fail me. I trust in you. Offer our prayers. And then we'll join in the Lord's Prayer together. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us your hope, your peace, your love in our lives. We need you. 
come into our lives now. We hear you say, as we remind one another, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And we thank you, Jesus. Now come and live within us. Strengthen us, empower us, and teach us. We pray this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Amen. All right, Robbie, your hands are clean, right? We remember that night when Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread. Do what I do. And he broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples. There you go. Gave it to his disciples and he said, Take, this is my body given for you. When the supper was over, he took the cup. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this from this cup or eat this bread, remember me. This word remember is significant because it implies that we take a past reality, a past experience, and it becomes a present reality in our lives. Jesus is not dying on the cross again, but we take the memory of what Jesus has done and make it a present reality in our lives right now, right today. Thank you, Jesus that we can do that. Thank you, Robbie. Holy Spirit, we ask that you come and be with us this morning. And uh, as we receive and give, give and receive this bread, fill us with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. We serve by intinction at Christ the Cornerstone. That means that as you come forward down the aisle, uh, your server will break off a piece of the bread. They'll put it into your hands. You can take your piece of bread and Dip part of your bread into the juice, and then you may eat it. That's one way you can take communion this morning. We also have prepackaged uh, sets of uh, bread and uh, wafers and, and juice, both gluten-free. Gluten-free is in this small uh, basket, and then um, the others are right here. If you, want the, uh, if you don't want to take by intinction, come to the center aisle, and you can take one of these. Uh, we'll have stations set at the front of each of the aisles. Give us just a few minutes uh, to get set up, uh, and then you'll be ready. All right, I'll give that to you. We'll just switch around. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Light of the world. There's freedom in his name. Awesome in power, reigning forever, light of the world, there's freedom in His name, and His name is Jesus, His name is Jesus, light of 
He died so we could live. Then He rose up from that grave. Name another King like this. Now all authority forever belongs to Him. He reigns in victory. Name another King like this. Oh, there's never been a he died so we could live, then He rose up from that grave. Name another King like this, now all authority forever belongs to Him. He reigns in victory, name another King like this. And His name is Jesus, His name is Jesus, light of the world, there's freedom in His name, awesome in power, reigning forever, light of the world, there's freedom in His name, oh, and Light of the 
there's freedom in His name. His name is Jesus. The name that is above every name is the name of Jesus. We sang about that name from the very beginning of the service today. We sang about Jehovah. We've heard the word. We've celebrated communion together. The Holy Spirit is here with us. He has been here with us from the beginning. Not because of anything we do or any hoops we jump through, but just because He promised to be with us. If you still would like to pray today, this altar is still open for you to come and pray. There are folks at our prayer stations. If you're online and uh, need prayer, there are folks that can meet with you for several more minutes before you go today, before you sign off from being online. We want to thank you for worshiping with us this weekend. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for celebrating with us. God, we just pray that as we go today, that your spirit would go with us. Strengthen us and empower us to do your work in this world. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Have a great week.